All right. Welcome back to another edition here of Two Hours No Traffic, the Philadelphia New York Sports Podcast. Usually it'd be Spence doing the intro, but we are starting a new segment. Uh, For those of you that listened or watched last Wednesday, you already know. um, We have fantasy guru Ryan Prosick on the show with us. Um, You can check him out on Twitter at RyanProsFF. Um, Ryan is a member of the very illustrious Scott Fishbowl, competing with some of the heavyweights that you get your picks from on Twitter, the Matt Berries, the Stefania Bells, um, all heavy hitters like that. We'll hear about all of them. We'll find out about how the league's going. But, Ryan, thanks for coming on and sharing some fancy expertise with us commoners. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be on. I get to talk fancy. I got the Eagles green lights going, you know. <laughs> we got the I'm theme. So talking Eagles with you. The mood lighting. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. That's on our regularly scheduled programming for sure. But <laughs> yeah, not, not today. Not today. We're we're doing fancy talk. This is so our our listeners can um maybe win some money, maybe win their leagues. Um, I don't know about you, but my playoffs are coming up. I have one week left in the regular season for um for my fantasy league. I'm sure many of our listeners are either in the last week of theirs or starting the playoffs this week. So. We'll be doing this pretty much through the playoffs to try and get you guys a little bit of prize money, but yeah. we'll just kick it off with um, a lot of a lot of average people don't know about the Scott Fishbowl. I didn't know if you and I weren't friends what that was. Um, so you just try to explain like what this league is in the world of fantasy football, just how big a deal that is. Oh, it's it's such a huge deal. I mean, first off, I I know Scott Fish not personally, but I've talked to him a couple of times excellent man he's he's awesome he does such great things for the community so what the scott fishbowl is it's about oh gosh i don't know i'm gonna butcher the number of people i'm gonna get it exactly but i feel like it's a couple thousand bare minimum that play in a tournament you could either you know be like matthew barry and get invites beforehand you could get you could win the satellite competition so there's like a minor version of scott fishbowl that you could win and if you win, you're in the main one the next year. Obviously, I didn't do that. I was lucky enough to receive an invite. But a lot of people from the fantasy community, you know, fans get to play against us. It's it's awesome. Like, imagine just waking up on Twitter one day, seeing your uh, applications accepted, and you get to play against Matthew Berry every like. <laughs> That's pretty it's, awesome. It's nuts, but yeah, it's it's all about community, like networking. Like, I met so many great people from doing this. Honestly wouldn't trade it for the world. It's all about charity as well. They, uh, Scott just posted that he went out and bought a bunch of toys for Toys for Tots and they do like the whole drive thing. That, that's awesome. So it's basically about community networking and charity. It's the three main things. Charity being the first. So, it's all for a good, great cause. So for there to be a charity component, um, like what is, what, what is the buy-in for a league of this there's, like, stature? There's no, there's no buy-in. People just donate. Okay. Um, and then is like, what is like, what's the overall prize besides being able to say you won, you know, like the, the granddaddy is, of fantasy football tournaments. Is that is the prize. That is the prize. Okay. And I, I think it's the, I think it's the greatest prize out there. Cause you could say, Hey, I am the champion. I beat everybody basically. So is this, is this the pinnacle of fantasy football? This so is the you, pinnacle. There is nothing, there's nothing greater than the Scott Fishbowl. This is the Super Bowl. This is the NBA Finals. This is the um, Olympics. If you win this, no one else on this in this country can say I'm better than you at fantasy football. 
Yes, this is the Mount Everest of fantasy football. If, if you win bragging rights forever, there's only this is Scott Fishbowl. Oh gosh, I'm gonna get the number wrong. I believe this is 10. It's 11. I see, I told you I get the number wrong, but yeah, there's only been 10 past winners, and it's it's like the greatest competition on earth, honestly. It's okay. it's crazy. And then you were telling me this morning that you narrowly squeaked your way into the postseason of the Scott Fishbowl. Yes. So I, me and my friend were doing some research on what like the line was. So the line was like 1900 so many points for like 1980 some points for mm. I squeaked by the line with 994. So I squeaked by, by like 11, 11 points 11. got me into the playoffs. And then what's the field look like in the playoffs? Okay. So it, it's like half the conference or somewhat. So it makes it. And then you, you just whittle it down. People are on a bye right now. There's a lot of bye weeks getting handed out. The top points four gets a bye week, and the top wins in your in your division gets a bye week. Or I think it might be, no, it's division. So two teams per division get bye weeks, and then the rest duke it out. And you have to be I forget what the number is exactly. I looked into this, but I didn't really like look into this. If you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, it, again, like just for the listeners, not that we didn't do our research. This this came up this morning. It was, hey, man, I got into the playoffs, followed by, all right, let's do a podcast about it. So this is all, like, incredibly fresh news. Well, my, my, my friends were texting me because we're all in it. They're like, yeah, I just looked at the playoff settings today. Like, of course, we wanted to make it that far before we got to the play, uh, before we looked at the playoffs, you know? Yeah. So in week 14, it's total points, the 10 highest scores per conference advance. So hopefully – Hopefully we get a get a high scoring week out of my guys, and then it's it keeps going ten and then sixteen teams. So it is it's not per division, it's per conference, I believe. Mm-hmm. Those teams have a bye, and it just it whittles down to week seventeen, which is the final week. And it's twenty. The top twenty teams go at it, and whoever wins, whoever scores the most points out of the twenty, takes home the crown. So okay, so you did go over that a little bit with me earlier. How you know, most of us, when we play our fantasy football playoffs, you play through a round robin, you play through a bracket, but there's so many people that's just not possible. So in each oh. round, it is like, it's a fight for survival. It's an elimination round, really. Um, so you just don't want to fall in that, fall below that, um, that high water mark of points. And yep. there's somebody in your conference who even the, you know, the most inexperienced fantasy football players might be quite familiar with. Yeah, I, I get the pleasure to not technically go against Matt Barry this week, but I get I get to say, hey, I I dueled Matt Barry in a fantasy league. Like that that's cool in of itself, right? Oh yeah. The, the fact you're the fact Matt Barry may have looked at your fantasy roster is something almost no one gets to say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know if I want him looking at this one. It was a it was a rough year, but <laughs> I mean I, hey I squeak by. You're, you're in the playoffs of the most prestigious fantasy football event in the country. So it could, a rough year for you would be a banner year for many people. But that, who, is, that is true. But who yeah. are we bringing into battle against Matt Berry? Oh, uh, we are bringing in. So this, the scoring settings for this are a little different. So I started, I think I started Tyrod last week. Yes, I did. And he scored me negative seven points. So, so like quarterback scoring you get points per completion you get 
points docked for incompletions. You get a lot taken off for interceptions. So like if your quarterback has a bad game, mm-hmm. you're going to get penalized heavy for, I forget who it was a couple of weeks ago. Someone had a really bad game and it was like a negative, like 25 point game. Well, Lamar had an awful game. Didn't he have like several interceptions? I don't think it was Lamar. Cause Lamar at least got some of it back on the ground, but like, I forget it's not ringing a bell, but someone had like a negative 25 point week. Jeez. And like that will, that will seriously like crater your team. Yeah. I mean, granted Tyrod Taylor, like the, the Texans got shut out. So, I mean, if you're, if you're going mm-hmm. into an important game with Tyrod under center, you're a little bit worried to begin with. Yeah, honestly. I mean, so I'm starting 11 people. I'm starting Joe Burrow. I hope he plays with the thumb in or the other thumb injury, the pinky injury. He suffered that last week. It was, I know, I know you saw the photo. It was really bad. It looked nasty, but Cincinnati looked good. Cincinnati looked good, but not enough for the Chargers. But I mean, without Joe no. Burrow, they weren't going to be able to put the points up they needed to put up, but well, um, they wouldn't put anything on the board. So you're riding with him this week. And if he can't go back to Tyrod, I, I have to go back to Tyrod. Tyrod plays. Tyrod got hurt too. He's a hip injury. I'm running out of quarterbacks over here. I, I have a league where I'm already in playoffs mm-hmm. where I have to start Jake from this week, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, because I'm is is it one of those leagues where the waiver wire is closed? No, the waiver wire is open, but it's it's a super flex dynasty league. Oh, so you, there's no so, one there. Yeah, my my quarterbacks two and three were Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, and they're both on buys this week. So that's a nightmare scenario. And I'm so. doing I'm doing it in two leagues. I'm starting them in two leagues. It's either going to be From or Davis Mills in two week in two leagues where I'm already in the playoffs and I'm already like a weekend. And you're taking zeros on your quarterbacks. Yeah. All right. So then um, everybody knows fantasy football lives and dies by the running backs and receivers. That, that, that's, that's where the money is. So what are we going with on those two, posi- so, on those two positions? So Scott Fishbowl, we drafted, I, I forget. It was good, like June, July-ish, like really early. I think it was even earlier than that. I don't remember the exact date. So I went, no, I went zero RB. I went, so it's a super flex with bonus points to the tight end. So I'm like, hey, I made it in a Scott Fishbowl. I'm going to try something different. So I went tight end, quarterback, quarterback, tight end. Okay. And it it didn't really pay off because I, I think I missed on every one of them. But <laughs> So who are the tight ends if that's the, um, the high ticket item? Yeah, because they get a bunch of bonus points. It's extra points for reception, extra points for first down. I like the tiered PPR setting. I don't know if anyone else plays with that. It's like 0.5 to running back one to wide receiver and then 1.5 to tight end and like bounce it all out. Okay. It's really cool. But I picked Travis Kelsey, who, you know, has been good, but hasn't been. He hasn't, hasn't been, been Travis Kelsey good. Exactly. He's still tight end one, but he hasn't been Travis Kelsey good. And I, I fell into the hype a little bit with Kyle Pitts. I mean, he was very boomer bust. Like he had those three weeks in the middle of the season where people were like, all right, this is the guy. Like the ROI was through the roof. And then the last couple of weeks he's been back. Cause I have Kyle Pitts too. I, I understand. It's it's rough. I I had such high hopes for him. I still do. Obviously, he's gonna turn around eventually, but this year, I don't know. And then the quarterbacks I went Ryan Tannehill, who's had a down year in comparison to usual years. And then yeah. Joe Burrow has been pretty all right. That was a gamble, too. I mean, because Joe Burrow last year, I mean, the whole Cincinnati team last year, no one thought they'd be, at least I didn't think they would make this kind of a jump from one year to the next. So that had to be mm-hmm. a pleasant surprise. Yep. And then my, I, 
I spent my next two picks on running back. I have Josh Jacobs on the squad home starting this week, but my next pick, I picked Travis Etienne. So this was before the foot injury. Oh, so I was going to the season already down a, a, a six round pick. Like it was rough, but yeah. you know, there was a certain somebody that saved my school, saved my squad. And his name is James Connor, who scores about every touchdown for that team. He has single-handedly saved my Scott Fishbowl season. I hear that. We'll have, to, we'll have to tag him when we drop this because I feel like all these players here are like, man, you ruined like my fantasy football. So James Connor, thank you for you know keeping us alive this far. Um, just a general good dude, anyway. I mean, oh, he's yeah. one of the likable guys in football, but keeping you alive in the Scott Fishbowl, making Matt Barry shaking his boots over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. And then I'm starting AJ Dillon. I have Adrian Peterson on the bench, and I might have to. Might have to bring him out just He's one a, time, you know. Scored last week. Yeah, last week. Um, what was it? Devontae Freeman and Peterson both had touchdowns, and a stat that sounds a lot like 2013. I I was questioning what year it was. There was a lot of points this year where I was doing that. Le'Veon Bell when he scored, I was like, what, "Yeah, what year is this?" He's heckly. Um, <laughs> but then getting out of say like the, you know the elite realms of fantasy football, um. We're trying to get our listeners paid. We're trying to get them some prize money. So who are some guys that you're seeing available in, in a lot of your leagues uh, that could you know boost someone's playoff chances? All right. I have a couple. The running back position is really, really not good. A lot of people uh, beat the waiver wire with Chuba Hubbard because CMC got hurt a couple weeks ago mm. after the bye. A lot of people said, hey, we're going to get it, get him secured on the bye week and people aren't paying attention because his, his roster ship jumped 26% in the past week and he didn't play a game. So yeah, people were aware. So if you can't do that, running backs kind of, <laughs> you, you missed your chance with Elijah Mitchell like 12 weeks ago. Yeah. It's kind of a shot in the dark now for running backs. Yep. But so for wide see. receivers. Yeah. You, there's a lot of options that I like actually. I like KJ Osborne the most. He's at the top. So I don't know if you're going to be able to get him because he's projected the most points, at least for my waiver wire this week. He's rostered in 4.2% of ESPN leagues, which is not a lot. And we saw what he did without Adam Thielen last week. He had seven targets, four receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Adam Thielen play is supposed to play this Thursday night. There's no way he gets cleared that quick from the ankle injury. <laughs> So no, I, I think KJ Osborne's a great, you know, desperation flex play. If you need it with all these teams on a buy, I believe there's four, I believe it's the Eagles, Colts, Dolphins, and Patriots. I might be missing another squad or two, but those are the four I know for certain. And I, I like KJ Osborne's upside. I like Tyler Conklin's upside in the same offense. I'll just mention them both at the same time. And because there's nothing behind Justin Jefferson. I mean, Justin Jefferson's going to eat Thursday night. We all know that. I don't think he's going to let down at all, but I'm excited to see what these guys can do because they've had some productive weeks throughout the season. KJ Osborne, the first two weeks was a surprise. Then, you know, he kind of cooled off, had a couple of big weeks, but I think he's poised for something good this weekend. I have to mention Amon Ross St. Brown. The (laughs) game-winning touchdown for the Lions I mean, is this his breakout game? Was that it? Uh, I would love it to be. Um, he's, you know, 
brother of one of my favorite Notre Dame players ever, Equinemius St. Brown. Um, yep. But again, like, like I said, if you're, if you're looking to, to plug a gap, absolutely. Um, he seems to be one of Jared Goff's favorite targets. Um, pretty much him and Hawkinson are their two most dynamic uh, skill players. But I mean, the Lions offense is so hard to lean on in any capacity. Oh yeah. You, you start Swift when he's healthy and you have to start Hawkinson because you spent that premium selection and you probably don't have anyone better than him on your roster. No. And Hawkinson is the security blanket for Jared Goff, who isn't the most comfortable taking shots. Oh yeah. I, I feel better about Hawkinson. Those, those couple of weeks there when he was putting up duds, he was definitely hurt. Like he wasn't healthy at all. No. He, he was and- dealing with an injury. And now he reminds back. me of like 2016 Zach Ertz. Not, I mean, that was a historically great season. So not in numbers, but the fact that remember we had no talent. Yeah. Was... We had no receiver talent. We never do. But <laughs> I mean, he just had such a lion's share of targets that he was, he was can't miss fancy football. PJ Hawkinson is very much the same way in the Lions offense. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's, he's the only one there and it's, you know, I hope well, it gets better for Lions fans, honestly. How, how, how deep you want to, you want me to go with one of these sleepers? So what I'm curious about is um, I know running back got picked over, but sometimes you just don't have a choice. You need, you need a Hail Mary. You need somebody to get you through a week. Is there somebody on this running back list who could probably keep the ship above water? You're not looking for like a 15-point outburst, but you're looking for 8 to 10. Looking for eight to 10. That is, I mean, Devontae Booker can maybe get you there with how Saquon's been playing. It's, I don't even know if I'd trust that. I mean, I really like Kenny Nwangu, the the third string now backup running back, but I heard Dalvin Cook might try to go Thursday night. So that's not going to work out. I'm not. I'm not rushing to play any third string running backs on any team. No. I mean, AP scored last week, but how effective was he? 11, 11 attempts, 16 yards, and a touchdown? I don't trust that at all. No. I was actually it's, just looking in like one of the leagues that I'm in where it's not a massive prize. I think it's 750 to the winner. Um, but the loser has to do the 24 hour Waffle House challenge. Oh, sure the Waffle House. Yeah, and in that league, Dontrell Hilliard is still available, or was. I just submitted a claim for him because I couldn't believe he was still there. He's easily a running back, too, this week. I I agree. Him and uh, Dante Foreman are going to split touches. I don't know how they're going to split it, but like we said, the waiver wire is dry at running back. It is picked over several times. I'm looking through the lists here, and I don't see anyone that I even like remotely one on my teams i so mean I'm, be- a, I'm a big fan of uh godwin and quebec but he hasn't been playing recently and he doesn't play that much so like the guys that i like don't get touches it's one yeah. of those things <laughs> all right so we won't beat running back to death too much um but let's say your quarterback is one of those teams on a buy in your last week awful timing you don't want to end up in a ryan prosick jake Fromm situation which one, of the, which one of these quarterbacks consistently on the waiver wire can get you through a week? All right, so I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'll give an actual answer, but this counts because he's only, he's only rostered in 
35% of leagues. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill, come on. Especially mm-hmm. in four-point touchdowns. That's, yeah. such, that's such a layup of an answer. I'm going to give another one, of course. Yeah, because he might not be available everywhere. 35, you're right on the edge of that like waiver wire sleeper. Yeah, but he, he is questionable for Sunday. He got hurt in the game against Dallas, but anytime you get you know next to 100-yard rushing upside out of your quarterback and a four-point touchdown, mm. you have to take it 10 times out of 10. And speaking of that, you know, quarterback's been – Largely cleared out too, at least in my leagues. I only see the same names. So we're going to go with that territory again, and we're going to risk it because, I mean, you're playing to win and you're not playing not to not exactly. to not lose. Yeah. Cam Newton's playing Atlanta. I, I even <laughs> he's starting. You're going to let it all ride on rushing touchdowns. And I love it. <laughs> you, you have to, I, that's what I do. Like the best, the best strategy in one quarterback, four point touchdown, passing touchdown leagues, obviously six points and super flexes are different. The, the stuff I play is crazy, but you, you got to let it ride with a rushing upside because 10 rushing, 10 rushing yards equals a point, And you get that boost with a rushing touchdown, which Cam's known to take, but it, it's tough with no McCaffrey. It, it gives me a little pause. Yeah. Cause you, you're, you're zeroing in on Cam in the run game at that point. Yeah, you're not focusing on Chuba Hubbard at, at all, really. It's, no. And that's the, why you're professional, because no his name is way more fun to say. It's Chuba Hubbard, but it is yeah. Chuba. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's not even close. I, I, Derek Carr was on the wire in one of my leagues, but he's at 70% roster ship, so we're not going to mention that. I mean, uh, maybe you could pick on Ben against Minnesota. Minnesota's not been good. Yeah, I mean, Ben did have a, a bit of a resurgence last game. Um, Teddy Bridgewater surprisingly available in a lot of leagues. He's only at 18% yeah. roster ship. He's at nothing, if nothing else, consistent. Uh, He'll give you 16 a game just about. Yeah. Except yeah, early in the season when he was giving you a 25 a game, which I don't know what was going on in Denver, but. That, that's that's insane. I'm here for it. Yeah. It wasn't consistent, but he. He put up numbers, you know, he could get into the end zone with his legs. It's, it's not, you know, nowhere near the odds of a Cam Newton or a Taysom Hill, but he's, he's had two rushing touchdowns on the season. If you get one of those out of Teddy Bridgewater, your your week's going to end up a W somehow. Yeah. And then there's one player in particular. No, I don't want to cut you off. What were you saying? Oh no. I was about to say, but I wouldn't trust the Matt Ryans. I wouldn't, I know Trevor Lawrence is facing on one of the worst defenses I, I don't trust Urban Meyer. James Robinson somehow got benched last week. Don't ask me why, but there's a lot of options on the wire this week that I wouldn't trust. So I'd, I'd prioritize these guys that we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, put in those claims as soon as this episode airs, um, which should be Wednesday morning. The waiver wire should be just opening up for most leagues. So get those claims in ASAP. Um, there's a guy who I, I had a question about, and I know you're a big tight ends guy, so maybe you can answer it for me. But whenever you watch a Bears game or listen to a Bears broadcast, you keep hearing how high they are on Cole Komet. He's how, you know, they love getting the ball to him. They think he's like, has the talent to be a tight end one. Why do you think he hasn't made that jump that we've seen guys like Hawkinson and them make? Okay. So I actually could answer this because I've, I had to start Cole Komet in 
almost all my leagues because I was one of those people that smash drafted Darren Waller in the third everywhere. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had to start Cole Komet. And I think it's just the relative, you know, inexperience with Justin Fields in the passing game. And I, I know Andy Dalton played a couple of those games, but I just don't think the passing equity is there. I mean, they want to lean on Montgomery a lot. He scored twice last week. I just, it's, it's rough in Chicago for anyone not named Darnell Mooney. And that Darnell Mooney kind of gives me pause, but he gets so many targets a game that it's ridiculous mm-hmm. at this point. But it's I mean, a- Komet, Komet had 11 and seven, like he didn't do bad, but I, I get what you mean when he's not elevating his game to the level of like a Hawk or, you know, Hawk. I mean, Goddard's kind of come up recently. Yeah. I mean, and like, but when you listen to people in the bears organization and like, you know, just certain other, like I've heard a couple of different fantasy people talk about it and it's always in the off season. Cause during the season you were, you're reminded that he's kind of a dud, but he has all this promise. Like they run an offense that's built for a tight end. They don't air the ball out ground the pound, you know, short yard situations, third and five. That's like tight end city. And so he's set up to succeed. The team loves them. They have a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks love tight ends because they're those safety blankets. They're always nearby. They're big targets. And he never seems to catch on. So it's just, it's baffling because like all, all the variables are there. And it just doesn't equal fantasy production. And it's the strangest thing. Look, a lot of fantasy, like Twitter, like, you know, you know how the Twitter masses get on one big hype train. I'm Mm -hmm. and the hype train just, goes off the rails. Like all the variables could be correct. You could be right about everything. And the player just doesn't produce fantasy numbers. That that was the case for me this season with a bunch of fantasy Twitter. We were, we we're on the same boat, the LaVisca Chenault hype train. Yeah. This yeah. like everything that could have gone right for him to get touches did. And urban Meyer just refused to give him the football. Like Jamal Agnew was hurt. They have another injury. DJ Chark, I think broke his, foot or was it was his ankle or something so they have a bunch of injuries in the wide receiver room and the quad and treadwell goes out there and leads the team in receiving every week yeah like it's just sometimes sometimes things just line up but they don't work out and i guess that's the case with him too it logically speaking it should happen and then all all here it just hasn't he is available in a lot of leagues do with that what you will if you have no other options for tight end take that boomer bust and you know hope he gets like I said, seven to 11, but it's been a frustrating season nonetheless. And I wanted to wrap things up on, no, yeah, go for it. Oh, I got, I got one deep sleeper at tight end. He is rostered in 0.1% of ESPN leagues. Okay. His, we got John Bates for the Washington football team. Sadly, Logan Thomas, you know, his, he, it was a, I think it was a dirty play I was hearing by Ngakwe, he tore his MCL and his ACL. So, Dumb. and Ricky Seals, Ricky Steele's Jones is also hurt. So Bates is going to be the starting tight end in the offense. He got four targets, three for 42 last week, the 7.2 points. I mean, it's not bad. He could do worse, but if you're really desperate for someone at tight end, I, that's where I'd go. Okay. And that hill will definitely be out there. So if you, if, you know, if you need someone at tight end, just to keep your head above water for a week, Maybe the Washington football team can save you. Darren Waller managers, because we're we're panicking out here. <laughs> so there was one question that you weren't a hundred percent sure you could answer, but I want to circle back to it um, to close the podcast out. And we've done the cliche, you know, waiver wire sleepers. 
and that kind of stuff. But you don't hear enough of top end guys who might flop this week. So who are some, if you can think of any guys that managers are going to count on who might let them down in the hunt for the playoffs? Look, this, this was a, this was probably one of the best questions that I I've received about, you know, cause like you said, we, everyone talks about the same players that'll do good. I mean, obviously I'll, I'll try to leave out the players that have, that'll do good because it's, or do worse because the situation like, say a Javante Williams who went off Sunday night, Melvin Gordon might be coming back. I'll, I'll exclude, I'll exclude injury comebacks. How about that? Cause yeah, and that, 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 that seems it, like a, it's a layup. It, it makes it a lot harder on myself, but yeah. that was a layup answer. Like Javante <laughs> won't be 30 point potential again, unless Melvin Gordon sits, then fire Javante up. But yeah, I, I was scrolling through my phone for a while here. I mean, man, managers could lean on Amari Cooper. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that'd be much of an answer. He hasn't done that hot this year. I mean, I could go out and be really bold with it and try to say Cooper cup, but I'm not going to do that <laughs> for obvious reasons. Man puts up 30 points a week on the regular. It's kind of ridiculous at this point. I'm looking this, this one stumped me uh, really bad. Actually. I mean, I want to, I want to say, I might cheat a little bit and we could go into specifics on this, but temper your expectations for the Buccaneers offense. They have absolutely been rolling and they get a brutal matchup this week against the bills. Obviously they were the top defense for opposing fantasy points against for wide receivers and running backs. I have to bring up Jonathan Taylor once per every episode I'm in somewhere. He destroyed that for the running backs. They're now down to sixth, but you know, Buffalo had, quite i don't know if i'd say embarrassing loss i mean the players did mac jones threw the ball what three times last night total yeah two was two for three two for three for 19 yards and you know buffalo's gonna want to come out and make a statement honestly i know chris godwin probably won't have 15 receptions again yeah it's a it's a safe bet but like it's really tough to answer this question because like you expect like Justin Jefferson, like the, the over under for him is 91 and a half. I'm hammering the over in every, every bet I make on that game. Cause he's going to absolutely tear it up. I mean, I'd say Joe Mixon, but Joe Burrow's fingers hurt and they're probably going to lean on Joe Mixon a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you could say that the defense could key on him, but man, you got me stumped here. <laughs> Well, it's one you're not prepared to answer because it never it never really does come up, but like it definitely should. Like the reason I bring it up it is should. like I'm a Mike Williams owner and I was cooking through half the season. Same with DK. So these are guys that you like can you count on as wide receiver ones, but you know, when they let you down, you have you don't know what to do at that point. So we're trying to arm people for the impossible. Oh, you it's it's tough in fantasy. I know Mike Williams is a little different because Russell Wilson came back and Russell Wilson was not Russell Wilson and, you know, DK Metcalf hurt from that, but Justin Herbert, it was, you know, he was looking out of people's way. Justin Herbert didn't slow down at all. Yeah. You so, stopped looking his way. You just stopped looking at, I mean, we would have had a different conversation if he would have hit him on the deep shot two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, I believe on Sunday night. Or no, he did. It was a week before that. His stat line would have been different. I forget what team he played, but. It, it's it's an up and down season for Mike Williams. I mean, it's 
you you definitely got me here. I mean, yeah, so he Higgins, went on a he went on a streak of four points, three points, seven points, seven points, twenty outlier seven. Yeah, it's the Mike Williams roller coaster. Sometimes yeah, just gotta gotta ride. I mean, like I said, T Higgins, I temper expectations for, but that's not really you know being bold. He's he's had two fantastic weeks. You have to expect Jamar Chase to bounce back sometime. Like he's too good to not. And then Burrow's finger injury. Uh, I'm looking around here and, you know, I might just try to make a bold claim for one of these. Uh, I'm not going to say Cooper cup. Cause that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's um, pretty gonna, consistent. He, he's pretty consistent, but I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm worried about Terry McLaurin. Okay. Terry, Mc, I mean, he didn't have a, he didn't have a, a good week the past two weeks, but I'm, I'm just concerned. You think I he's mean, not going to bounce back? Is that what is that your concern or? I'm, that is my concern. And you know, the Washington passing attack, Antonio Gibson's gotten hot. Like Terry McLaurin's a must start. You're still going to start him. Like you're not taking him out of your lineups. Maybe this qualifies as an answer. I don't know. It's somebody I, you could, someone you should like who you would never have any pause about who you should maybe reevaluate. You may actually have a better option in some scenarios. Yeah. So it would, it would not be of my best interest to answer this, like a Deontay Johnson or, you know, a Justin Jefferson kind of type player. No. Well, like, let's say you're one of those guys that like started believing in Elijah Moore a couple weeks ago and you have him on the bench, just kind of waiting. That could be the kind of guy where you think, you know, maybe Terry, maybe Elijah Moore. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm playing Elijah Moore 10 times out of 10. He proved he was Zach Wilson proof this week, which is the one thing I needed to see. Cause he was good with Flacco. He was good with Josh Johnson. He was good with Mike white. And then mm-hmm. Zach Wilson came back and I think he threw up a dud. Yeah. One week. And now he's back. So that's all I needed to see. I would start Elijah Moore over Terry McLaurin. I'm, I wouldn't even hesitate. I don't know why, but. All right. Well, there you go. That that's one right there. That that's that, a household that, that's name. one. Uh, uh, you want me to get you want me to get spicy with it? I'll get spicy with it for real quick. Yeah, end it on your hottest take you can think of. You know, you know who's someone who's been lacking recently and not doing good in analytics stats. Who's that? Najee Harris. Okay. The only reason he has been kind of succeeding, I know the offensive line's really bad, but. I, I factor in a lot of, you know, analytical stuff. I, I look around, there's like the stat called yards over expected and it takes everything into account and how many yards, you know, you should gain whatnot. And he's been really bad at that stat where everyone who's necessarily good has been really good. And I, I know it might be his O-line, but it, Najee Harris doesn't get the volume. He's not worth starting, but he's, he's always gonna get the volume of course, but. I think Najee Harris finishes outside the top 15 this week. I think that's kind of bold. Okay. All right. That, that, that's how I wrap this one up. Now, if you were in, if you're in like a 10 to 15 person league, Najee Harris will not carry you to a dub this week. Not that not this week. He's still startable though. Don't, don't take him out of your lineups. Don't, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Just don't, count, don't count on him to take you home. He'll score three touchdowns. Now that I said that I had to, I had to put something in there. <laughs> All right, then maybe maybe do start. Make your own decisions. <laughs> Make your own decisions. Yeah. We're, we're just trying to give you the best advice that we possibly can. Yeah, these are educated guesses, people. We are in no way responsible for you ending up in a Waffle House. Please don't mean tattoo. tweet me. Yeah, 
if you want to mean tweet Ryan, it's at Ryan Pros FF on Twitter. <laughs> I'll drop it in the episode release. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for coming on with us, man. I hope you don't get bullied too hard for the picks. Uh, I hope I don't either. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. All right. We'll talk soon, buddy. All right. See ya.